Jalen? Yeah. So how do you how do you want to start it, bro? Uh, shit, just like chopping it up, bro. You must have thought they was giving it to me, boy. I had to go and get it. Uh, you must have thought they was giving it to me, boy. I had to go and get it. Okay, for sure. Honestly, I mean, you know, people know that this is say what you feel. They, so tell me a little bit, because I don't think I've seen it. Yeah. I don't think I've seen or I haven't like got to check out the podcast yet. So I don't tell right. me something about so, it. So, you know, this is the first one in front of a camera. OK, so this is actually like a part of Say What You Feel history. So like, you sh- hell yeah. No, nah, yeah. Damn. I appreciate that. But um, yeah, so this is like a milestone of mine. It started as a blog. And, you know start crawling grew into a podcast but it was only audio but you know i still had a little following and i say little i'm probably being a little biased shout out to all y'all that listen because uh, i really do kind of be doing you know some you know a little some some a little numbers you know maybe here and there but hell yeah i had eight episodes it was audio only but now we're closing out the season in front of the camera shout out to you Appreciate actually it. nobody knows who you are yet you know, damn. So, <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> in the Say What You Feel universe, nobody really, you know, like, you're uh, a new guest here. You know, I had several guests on before. And also, shout out to you if you've been on before. Wouldn't be here for, uh, you know, if it wasn't for y'all. Shout out to Walker Rosa. He had me for, but, um, you know, tell us who you are, you know, before. Or actually, you asked me to tell you about Say What You Feel, and I start rambling. But I want to, you know, clarify that this is a fucking huge-ass moment in Say What You Feel history. But, you yeah, know, yeah. Say What You Feel, you know, it's just a place where um, it was supposed to be just my thoughts when it was a blog. And I just needed a place to, you know, get that out, stop yeah. storing it in my phone, so I start posting it places. And, you know, long story short, people started to gra- gravitate to it and want to do, like, do it themselves and want to, you know, send me stuff or entries and stuff like that. And then I was like, why not make a podcast? Because I've done radio before, chilling with the ghosts. But I wanted to, you know, do something I've never done before. Hell yeah. That's how we came here. And honestly, I don't know if you remember the conversation that inspired this episode. Um, What, between us? Yeah, I mean, you... Refresh my memory. Man, so like, you was going from social media for a long time. And you came back, and you know you start telling your friends and you know family or whatever on your social media, you know the reason behind your absence. And I was like, damn, you know, like I'll be really going through that shit too. So gotta get you on and say what you feel, and like, boom, hell yeah, shit happened, bro. I was stressed the fuck, and like, I think that's something, especially for like black men, right? I think that's something that like we kind of like run from. Or at least run from the the perception of it. Like, we don't want people to think we look weak that way. But I don't know. I think that, that one, that specific post you're talking about, that might have been one of the best things I did for myself in that time. Just because of, like, the love I got from people. And how many people, especially in those moments for, like, people like us who are, like, local artists. Yeah. In those moments where, like, you feel like you suck or you feel like no one's paying attention or no one's watching or nothing matters. It just really reminds you how important community is because it shows you, like, okay, there are people who, like, who care. And that a lot of times, I think artists or, like, creatives in general, they don't want so much to be, to be admired as much as they want to feel like they contribute. Okay. Like, you think of, like, artists, you think of, like, people who make music in local settings. Most people, I would think, don't really care if they make the best music. They just care if the people around them feel like they belong in that space. Right. So it was, I, I just remember getting, feeling so much love and like acceptance in letting people know how I was feeling. Like, I feel like more of that is definitely necessary. But I remember you DMing me specifically. And I remember one thing you were telling me, if, I, if I'm not mistaken, was just that like, and I think that's important, is just that like, you get it. Yeah. Something um, Mariah was actually talking to me once, like not too long ago about was like how important it is for someone to just get it. Uh, like we get in the spot where we try to give each other solutions and try to fix everything. And you start noticing people don't always need an answer. Sometimes people just need you to hear them, just need yeah. support. So, yeah, no, I, I didn't I didn't realize that was the, the vehicle behind this episode. That's dope. Oh, yeah, man. I really had a whole vision for it. 
Yeah, I Tim, I had it. I had it all planned out. It was Pause. definitely not. <clears throat> but yeah, when I seen your post, bro, I was like, damn, that's kind of like crazy as fuck. Cause like, I was def, I was definitely going through some shit at the same time, and I was like, damn, bro, like people just don't understand. Like sometimes you just gotta get away. Like you, you just gotta be, you know, away from social media. It don't even matter if you're on there just watching. Sometimes you just gotta be gone. Like. And I understood the fuck out there. I was like, man, that's crazy because you're coming out of that. And, like, you posted about it because most people would just go through it, then come back to social media and nobody ever know. One of the things you do, because for me it's a lot of, like, keeping myself busy, uh, keeping myself, like, around specific. What is some stuff you do when you get in spaces like that? Because I know I talk to people about me all the time, and I, I it's often where I, like, kind of chop it with people about, you know, what I do, or I'll try to give people advice or give people insight. Right. But I've never really even talked to someone about, like, what is it you do when you're there? And when I say there, I mean, like, in those spots where, you know, you kind of don't, you feel like you're having an issue where you don't feel like it's one you can really share publicly mm-hmm. or share with people. Because I think as men, there there are a lot of stuff that, like, maybe... I don't know if it's pride, but maybe, you know, you aren't as open about that weakness. So what is it? Where are the places where you kind of deal with those emotions? Shit, to be honest, bro, I just. uh, Sometimes I don't even realize that I'm in that, like, in that whatever I'm in until, like, Rosa hit me up or, like, one of my close friends hit me up and be like, hey, boy, you straight? Hell yeah. Then it'll kind of make me start thinking. I'll be like, damn, well, how have I been, like acting, then I'd be like, damn, I guess I have been, like, just taking a step back. Because there's people that I talk to every day, all day. Like, some people, like, I got friends that if they don't hear from me, they automatically know, like, mm-hmm. I gotta go check them, bro. Hell like, yeah. what's going on, bro? Because it, it could be a day that I'm just busy as fuck, or I'm at work and I actually gotta do work type shit. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, damn, what the fuck going on? And I'll hear from them. Then it'd be like, you know, some days I'll go where I'll just, like, it's people that... Like, friends that I might not talk to every day, but if I don't post on my story or even my private story, they'll be like, hmm, what's going on? Yeah, hell yeah. Hell I missed yeah. that post today. Like, what's going on? And I just be like, I just get out the way, bro. And I think that's, like, sometimes that's challenging, too, because, like, my personality is, like, so, like, I'm always going. Like, I'm always talking or some shit. So if I get to work and I don't say a certain words before, like, 9, p- 9 a.m., my coworkers are like, hey... Are you okay? And, you know, yeah. sometimes it's kind of like, I just want to not talk as much today. You know, I might just hey. be okay, but, like, that'll be some extra shit I got to deal with now because people will think something's wrong with me or I'm going through some shit. Really, mm-hmm. like, I just want to be quiet that day. Yeah. Is that a hard question for you to answer? Because I know for some, especially for me, sometimes when people ask me, like, are you okay? How do you answer that? Because, like, what does that even mean sometimes? Yeah. Because sometimes you're okay and you're not okay. Right. So, like, like, kinda. So, I don't, I don't know. I feel like that's such a... That's be a... I don't know if there's a better way to ask it or a better way to answer it, but... I mean, I think it's crazy because, like, it just depends on who's asking you, you know? Because, mm-hmm. like, some people can read you and know that when you say, yeah, I'm okay. Like, they know you fucking lying. Yeah, no, like, for sure. Some people, it'll be like, all right, I know I could mask this and be like, yeah, I'm okay. Mm-hmm. And they'll be like, all right, we'll just... You didn't seem like yourself, and you just blew it off, and you just right. be like, "Yeah, I'm just really wanting to be okay with you getting out of my face right now," type shit. But like, for real, you know, some people you gotta be like, "Fuck, no, I'm not okay," because they won't go away. Mm-hmm. But you know, sometimes that's what you need for them not to go away, type shit. Right. As you get older, I feel like a lot of those things that you used. So, like as a kid, they talk about like as kids and stuff. You know, you don't really. It's a lot easier to be happy because like responsibilities. We were talking about this the other day. Um, I feel like, how do you get back to that place? Because I think that kind of goes in one with the thing where I was saying, you know, it's how do you really know if you're okay? What is, where, I think the thing that makes it hard for me to kind of answer that generally is the fact that like, I don't really know what I'm trying to get to. Just like how people spend their life trying to figure out like what happy is. Yeah. Um, it with mental health a lot like other things the way I look at it is like it's it's so hard to get to where 
the go the way you need to go if you don't know where you're going. So it's like, as far as like coping mechanisms are concerned, how do you, how do you find the right ways to deal with all the negative things you go through when you don't really know where you're trying to get to? And it's like, Maybe that's where therapy comes in. Yeah, someone be. who's been there before. And I was just thinking about, like, as you were saying that, I was thinking, like, damn, like, when was the last time that I knew what my okay was? Right. Like, even, like, because you think about growing up, like, bro, like, even in a high school, grades were important. Like, I might be stressing about grades. Like, back then, like, it might have been, like, just something, another teenage thing for me back then. But it was like, damn, how was I dealing with that? Was I really okay? Like, I wasn't okay unless I knew, like, all my grades were straight. Right. I knew my mama wasn't going to be on my ass about some shit. Like, mm-hmm. so even when I got to college, that shit got, like, shit, there's more factors to being okay. Right. So it's like, you got to find, like, I feel like you're okay in that moment, but you're right. Like, how do you find that okay? I think we just be, it may change, like. Every day. <laughs> have you tried? Have you tried counseling yet? Uh, like I, any general counseling? Like this? Not for real. And mm-hmm. I say not for real. And this is going to sound so fucking terrible. <laughs> but I took this psych class in college. And she was like, you can write me a paper about this every semester. Or you can be like basically a guinea pig for one of my, you know, psych kids. I want to be psychologist or whatever. And, and you, you did like see that. Them once a month. Yeah. And I, but I really don't remember just like ever being like a hundred percent like this is what going what was going on i just like probably like lie about it but mm-hmm. it was like i didn't take it serious at all like i may have took it taken it a little bit like towards the end and i was like oh fuck i fucked that up but it was just like in college bro like i everything was like i'm okay i don't need to talk to you about this but you know everything was fucking crashing down and shit so right. i didn't take that shit seriously but as an adult i've wanted to and i've act like i've tried to search and then I feel like I always talk myself out of it but I feel like that's something that you know like as black men like that's something that unheard of like we're not doing that yeah but also like you know it's it's a lot to walk into a room and let someone you don't know completely unpack like everything especially yeah. like the ugliest parts of you and I think like it maybe for me it's so easy to learn from life not to trust people so it's like, how do you walk into a room, look at this person you never met, and just say, I'm going to tell you everything, you know? And I've never done, like, I've done marriage counseling when I was, like, going before I got divorced. Yeah. I did marriage counseling, but I've never done, like, one-on-one, like, counseling. And I can't imagine I'd be ready anyway because, like, I don't feel like I'd be in a space to be open yet. Yeah. So I feel like it'd just be a waste of time to even go. And maybe that's just an excuse to keep me from going, but, like, yeah, probably. Yeah. We just got to fucking do that <laughs> shit. Yeah. But speaking of, you brought up the fucking divorce. I feel like that also has something to do with, like, where I am as an adult, like, mentally. Mm-hmm. Because my parents were together for, like, 20 plus years. And when they got divorced, I started questioning shit, like, what the fuck? I am, I'm like the baby. So I have two siblings, both of them older than me, 10 and 15 years. So at the time, neither one of them were in the house when I was going through that. It was when really it like, was happening. Like when, when the they were getting happened. divorced. Okay. Like I was like in middle school. I was at Walnut Hill. Fucking crazy. But, you know, I went through all that alone. And I didn't really think about that until like my, you know, mid-20s. Like, damn, I didn't think about how that may be a reason why I didn't trust no fucking body for the longest. Or maybe yeah. by like, I was in relationships. I was like, man, I know I'm not getting married. My parents did like, 20 plus years and they didn't work out like what like, right what you lose you lose hope like it, like no fucking way like that's yeah. not happening but it's just like i didn't think about like if i had somebody in my ear like you know it's just like sometimes it just doesn't fucking work out but i was literally going through that shit like by myself and i was just so angry and i just that's why it's crazy like divorce is like i don't know how people different people feel about it i've never i've never had to deal with it like with people I love, people who meant a lot to me. What helped you, like, get past that? Because, like, with when it was me, like, when it's you in the divorce, you know, it's a lot of, you know, recognizing the things that made you feel important and understanding that, like, that person's just going. It's kind of like someone passing away. Like, you just learn to live without them. But, like, I can't imagine when it's, like, watching two people you love 
Yeah. So what helped you? Shit, honestly, I think back then it was like football. Like I was in middle school still. So, you know, like spar football and then eventually playing for Walnut Hill was like, just like distracting me. Like I remember whenever something would happen or like I'd act out at school or something just went wrong, my older brother would come over and talk to me. Mm -hmm. I think that just pissed me off even more because it's like, bro, like, how can you tell me like that I'm overreacting, like you need to stop acting this way when you're not living through this? Like you don't see any of this going on. Like you're doing your adult thing and I understand like you had your own shit, but like I also felt like you can't really tell me on how like, I'm dealing with this because you're not dealing with it. And I felt like nobody was really trying to understand where I was coming from or where, like, how I was feeling at the time. It was just like, okay, how can we, like, keep his mind off of it? Like, I never even knew why they divorced until I was an adult. Like, I was in college type shit. Like, I never even asked. I never wanted to know. It was just like, all right, cool. So, did did you want to know? You said you, well, you said you didn't want to know, but, I mean, like, did, did it ever... I feel like I never thought that it would be, well, I don't, honestly, I might not still know the whole whole story 100%, but I just know that, like, I never wanted to know whose fault it was. Right. Like, if it was somebody's fault, because, like, I feel like I didn't get a choice, but, like, most kids don't go through a divorce or who they stay with, so, like, me and my mom got close, and I never, like, resented my dad, because I never really knew what fucking happened, and I also knew he was, like, you know... A cool ass dude. So like, whatever they told me, I would have probably been. You know, I'm a, a, a son. You know, right. like, that's my pop type shit. So, but like, I didn't want to be mad at either one of them. So I just didn't want to know. Hell yeah, no, I feel that. I feel that. You say you distracted yourself. You think like in the long term that was the best case. I know that like, I don't really. And this is me personally. I don't really believe in best case scenarios. Yeah. I think that like you kind of just pick, like. At the end of the day, you can think you made the worst, uh, the wrong decision, but there really isn't a wrong and right decision. It's just the one you made. You know? Because I don't think, as far as, like, you look at, like, maybe you can discuss how somebody copes with something, and I, I won't argue that there aren't healthy and unhealthy ways to cope, because there are. Yeah. But, like, <clears throat> it's really easy to tell someone they're not coping the right way, but it's a lot harder to like put yourself in their space and then imagine having to deal with the solution. I, I quit nicotine once Like actually quit for like, I just stopped smoking cold Turkey, like nicotine. And that was the hardest thing I've ever had to do in my life. And I was thinking about the fact that there are women who like, when they hear that they're pregnant, they just stop. Stop drinking. They just stop everything. everything. And it's like, I can't imagine, but it just it just reminded me that like it really does matter like it how important something is to you because if it matters enough like certain it just takes a certain push. But I still can't imagine there being too many things that like make that easier. Just like yeah. death, you know, when you lose someone in those types of ways, someone who's that close to you, I just can't think of too many things that make stuff like that easier. Shit, especially at a certain age when you can't, like, there isn't much that you can just really do. Right. As a, yeah, as a kid? Yeah. And, like, you don't learn that in school. No one teaches you, like, how to deal with your stress. No one. T- that's not the type of stuff we get taught, you know? Whereas, probably you do us some good. Did y'all, like, where did you learn to deal with your stuff? Where you... Right? And I like I was just about to say like when you you didn't really learn or really talk to anybody about it until you like grew up. Like Right. Like, right. Was just, Talking wasn't an option until you're grown. Just bottled all up. I remember freshman year I was so fucking angry all the time. Like like dude, like I was just it was like a new place. You know, you're trying to make a not new name for yourself, but like you're in a new environment. And you can start people. over kind of. Yeah, yeah, so it was like damn like and I'm going through this at the same time. So, like, I'm not even really my real self. I'm just fucking, you know, who I am going through this shit right now. Hell yeah. Well, you <laughs> went to Street. Y'all both went to Street, huh? Yeah. How was that? Man. Great? Are I feel like, like Street 
Was it great in hindsight or was it great as it happened? Yeah, really? Like you loved like, high school in high school? Yeah. I feel like we knew when I we were wish, living that, that it was like, this is fucking... Because you know how they say some people peak in high school? I think back then we didn't like want to peak in high school, but like we knew like we would remember this. Like like this would be like some shit. That Mine was the exact opposite. My experience yeah. was so opposite. I like I was like, oh, I can't wait for this to be over. <laughs> I, I knew whatever was after high school had to be better than what the hell was going on there. Damn. But it wasn't Probably like... just because you went to bird, though. No, I was just not... <laughs> I just... Bro, I was not liked. But I wasn't liked much until, like, my senior year of high school. Junior. That's exactly... You know, that's exactly what happened. And I don't understand that. But I was kind of weird, though. I was kind of <laughs> weird. You know how... I was a little strange. <laughs> I take that. So... Because I imagine y'all do some weird kids. I mean, at Shreve, bro, I think it was kind of different, though. Yeah. Like, you definitely had whatever you would call, like, weird kids. But, like, man, we was the weird kids, too, you know? Like, right. No, I feel like, it. Like, we well, knew who the weird kids were, but, like, we was money. all cool. You know? Hey, well, I mean, I, I can attest to that, though, because, like, me and Rosa were cool. And we got cool in high school, and that was around the same time period. But... It was like, I don't feel like we was ever them, like... I hated school, but I loved the bus. The bus I loved lit. the bus. I hated the bus school. bus was lit. If you know about the bus, the bus was lit. Especially if you rode the bus exchange. I did ride the... Yeah, no, I yeah, hated yeah, yeah, school. Yeah. I loved riding the bus. Man. I hated school. It was more weird kids on the bus. But I feel like they were... Like, they wanted to... They didn't do what they did at school on a bus. Like, on the bus, they were themselves and everybody accepted them. Like, we all laughing and joking together at school. It's just like, bro, this is not who I was just laughing with. (laughs) Bro. But yeah, high school was an experience, for sure. Like, high school, (laughs) shit definitely happened in high school that affects you the rest of your life. Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't think that, uh, I was I would I think I was happy after the fact that I did have such a bad high school experience though cuz there was no way on earth I could have peaked in high school. There's no way on earth. Like I could there's no way I couldn't have done something better than what I did in high school. I didn't do much in high school and I think that I'm grateful for that. It's kind of like the opposite of how I feel about college. Like I wish I would have went to like a college in my youth because I didn't get to go party in college. I didn't get to... I I missed that because I wanted to do other stuff with that time because I missed it in high school too. So... I feel like... I feel like I was... Like, high school was cool for me, but like... I feel like in college, I kicked through the door. Like, in high school, I was cool with all the cool kids. I wouldn't just say I was cool. But like... (laughs) I ran through it. But it's just, like, so many opportunities, bro. Like, in high school, I was really just chilling. But when I got to college, I was like, man, I already, like... Because in high school, me and this dude right here was cool with the whole school. Like, it wasn't a friend group or, like, a type of crowd that we didn't, like, integrate well with. Like, I was in band, so I feel like I made band... I made a connection to, like, you know, because people were like, damn. But it's like, damn, he in band, Albert is in band. Like, he played drums, yeah? Yeah, I was like, and people would be like, he was kind of cool. So, like, I was cool with the cool kids and, like, the who they call weird kids, because I'm in band, bro. Like, I'm friends with some pretty strange people, like, you know, on okay, accident yeah. already. So, like, college was nothing, bro. Talking to somebody new was nothing. Yeah. Like, it don't matter who you were, like, because I've been doing this for years type shit. Yeah. So I feel like it was that opened the door for me for real because I was able to just always be myself and then around a whole bunch of people. Hell yeah. I just, yeah, I I only went to LSUS and then just did the thing, like the work thing. So I never really got that. But also, I imagine for your mental health, like that that's a, because those are formative years. Like, when you go into college, a lot of people I know went to college and came back different people. Yeah. Completely. Completely different people. Good way or bad way doesn't, you know, there's neither here nor there. But So, I don't know. I imagine that 
and not just that, I know that there's so much stuff that happens in college because that's the first time we really step away and like live our adult lives with so much less accountability. I don't know. I don't know if that would have been for me anyway. I don't know if I would have done well <laughs> in that. <laughs> I think yeah, that says plenty. I think that was what kept me like, honestly, that kept me like away from Shreveport. Because I knew if I didn't handle my business where I was, my mother was like not having that shit. Hell yeah. She was like, yeah, you can come home. If you want to do that out there, you can come home and do it here type shit. So that was kind of like the drive for me to not come back to Shreveport. Because I didn't really want to be in Shreveport. Like I wanted to be out there. But, you know, I'm experiencing a whole bunch of new shit for the first time. So it was kind of like, I feel like that's kind of where the hard stress came from. Because it was just like, college is already hard. Shout out to you, for real. If you've been to college in any form, like, that shit is hard. Hell yeah. It's hard to get there and it's hard to stay there type shit. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to keep a, you know, like an open mental Cause I have a gentle mental ain't no cat. So college she's, she's like, chilling. Yeah, I'm like, oh my shit, bro. Like some shit you learn early that you gotta pick and choose what you wanna stress about. Hell yeah. Cause I could have a million things due this week, but I'm gonna stress about what's due tomorrow right now. Mm -hmm. So you gotta pick and choose. Especially if you're like involved in clubs or trying to be like in all this type of shit. It's just like a lot. It's a really a full time life. <laughs> You live in multiple lives, you know, different type of people, organizations. I think I'm learning to stay further away from opportunities like that. Because I'm definitely the personality type where it's like I, I kind of pull my self-worth from my ability to perform. So it's like if I'm, even in college, like if I, if I flunk out of college, like I'm going to feel terrible about myself for... X amount of time. So it's, I'm kind of learning like which endeavors not to jump head first in. Because yeah. a lot of times they'll tell you like, you know, just try stuff. But I'm the type of person where like if I try and I fail, it does actually hit me hard. So I try to give myself an actual chance. Uh, I have a six month rule where it's like if I do something, I try to do it for six months. And that way I give myself a chance to do anything. And if I quit, it wasn't because I couldn't. It's because I didn't want to, you know? So I try not to let myself quit anything for six months, but also try not to um, do anything I don't like after six months. And so, I mean, the times I've, the times I've done that, it's, it's paid off and it's, it's paid dividends to me not like becoming complacent and also me not wanting to, uh, Hyper fixate on something may, that maybe is just not meant for me, you know? Because that'll drive, that's, I'm the type of person that'll drive me insane. Do you have any kids? I have one. Yeah, I have a daughter named Isla. That's yeah. what's up. Yeah, she's uh, three. So you got different, like, even extra type of, dip, you know, your brain is just. Man. Different than mine because I don't have any kids yet. So you have like extra shit to think about. Bro, I'll be fried Sundays. Uh, it's, it's, it's crazy, you know, having another person that one you're fully responsible for, but it doesn't really feel like a chore, you know? Yeah. And I don't know. This is nuts. And I don't think I've ever said this out loud. But you know what? Who's one of like the fathers I look up to so much? Who's that? Him. Walker Rose. Yes. I like used to watch your Instagram like it was a. He used to have been one of those people who started like a father Instagram or father hey, YouTube. No cap. Or for like real. A there was this one video where he was driving with his kids in the car, and somebody was like driving too close behind them or some. And I, it's, I, it's a very specific video that's stuck in my head because, yeah, I'm telling you, bro, like, you should, you missed a big <laughs> opportunity you know, because people, you can tell when people do something well and at least it, it appears that you, you know, you 
you're you do being a dad very well. And I think a lot of people would have gravitated to like that being shared on a public forum. But also you gotta be careful putting kids on a public forum. Cause people are crazy. People are crazy. Shout out to all the dads out there, man. Keep doing what you're doing. You don't you said and yeah, you don't have any kids, huh? I don't. You planning on them or shout out to y'all. I don't have no kids. No plans for for any uh, even? I, I mean probably not now, kids. but like huh? yeah, I do wanna have kids, but you know. Yeah, in in due time. Yeah, in due time, in due time. Yeah, how many you want? She. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I want to have at least two. I think two would be like if I didn't have any more kids after two, I'd be okay. You want like but a... if I had three, I wouldn't be mad. You want a boy and a girl? Yes, I want the boy first though. I figured. I figured, me too. I wanted my boy first. I never got him. <laughs> That's crazy. That's wild. That's crazy. Yeah, I didn't That's get wild. it. It's okay. But man, I think I think it's gonna be perfect timing though when it do happen. Because mm-hmm. my mom is like she's waiting. And all my other nieces and nephews are that age to where like, yeah, they're not babies anymore. We need a new baby. Are you a kid person? Uh, like do you like kids? Uh, I mean, I don't hate him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah? I got That's a good start. For a little bit, so oh, yeah, 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 I remember that. Yeah, so that was a fun, you know, little stint. But I I do enjoy the fact that I can, like, go to his house and, like, chill with him and, and then, then go home uh-huh. and, like, not have fun, yeah. you know, like... That's pretty far to me. Like, <laughs> I can go spend like an hour with Jarius and Jace and everybody, and like, I can go home and just be like, yeah, that was nice. You know, I'm, I enjoy being the uncle of the year type shit. Hell yeah. Do you, uh, damn, what was I gonna ask? I was just, uh, well, that's crazy. It went off again. Again. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, that's what it was. What made you, um, what made you get out of teaching? Um, so teaching really wasn't my career field. Like I didn't go to school to teach, to be a teacher, but, um, I was like in between jobs. I used to work at KTBS, a news station. Mm-hmm. And after I left there, it was kind of like summertime. So I was just like trying to see my sister worked at a school and talked about me too much. And the principal like kind of knew who I was. So he was just like, well, why won't he teach? Mm-hmm. I was like, well, I ain't doing shit right now. So uh, I enjoyed it, though. You know, that shit was cool. Like, it was a good experience to, like, be, like, a role model to kids that really didn't have or they may have not see anybody like me in their lives at all. Like, mm-hmm. Black the men. Way. There's yeah. not enough black men. I was the people. only male teacher in the school. That's crazy. Yeah, like, there were other, like... Come on, dude. <laughs> 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 there was like a music teacher but like as far as like teachers I was the only male teacher up there oh, wow. so what school? Oak Park the Old Bethune hell yeah yeah so it was like I felt like I needed to be there when I was there so I, I when I was leaving I felt you know like I had done something yeah but uh, a new opportunity in my career field kind of really just fell in my lap so I was like uh yeah, I'm gonna do that shit. Right. No, and I think I think in due time that's great. But like, I think it's also so important that you did that in the first place because one of the things I preach to people, especially people who ask me, like, you know, what I try to do to keep myself like sane, is you need something bigger than yourself. Yeah. Like all the time. Like even if it's you know you're committing to like something spiritual or committing to something that you know you participate in. You need something bigger than yourself because there's going to be a lot of days where you, you just don't feel good enough to cut it. So, yeah. yeah. That I'm shit with was that. tough, though. It's like, shout out to all the teachers for real. That shit is not a, I go to work and come home. Like, you go to work. You take work home. Then you go home and do work. Then you, like, stress a little bit to make sure you got your work ready for the next day. That shit just, <laughs> so when that shit was like, yeah, do you want to do something else? I was kind of like, damn. 
Hell yeah. Like, what? <laughs> like I, I don't blame you. I loved all my kids, and I hated that I had to leave them, but it's like, man. I, mean, I imagine the attachment's crazy. Yeah, bro. And the, the one time that I did go, well, I went back a couple of times because I told I would, I would go back. I taught fifth grade. Okay. So I told them I'd come back for their graduation, but I went back uh, for, like, Dr. Seuss days or some shit, like, read a book day or something. Mm-hmm. And that was dope because, like, like, damn, like, you see how big of an impact you had on them when you see them again. Right. And then, like, when they see you at their graduation, it's just like, damn, like, I might be the only one there for some of those kids, mm-hmm. you know? So it was just like, yeah. No, for real. That was cool. It was a cool experience. Would I do it again? Maybe. Maybe. Ever thought of doing just, like, maybe sub-teaching on the, when uh, you can? I don't know if I could just... <laughs> No, I would have to do it again, like, for real, to do it again. To, like, really lock in. Yeah, like, yeah. Subbing, that's cool. I'll go visit the school. You know, my sister still works up there, so I'll go pop in. But, like, I couldn't see myself doing it again. You do a lot of shit with your music. Mm-hmm. So tell me about times where, or if there's, like, even... You know, certain projects that you've dedicated to something or you was trying to get over something or through something? Or if you did start to do that, like when and what made you want to do that? I was talking to my little brother Jalen about this, I think, two days ago. And the fact that, like, there's a lot of people who love writing music, a lot of people who love creating music, and a lot of people who, like, make different for di- music for different reasons, like Rosa was saying earlier when he said, uh, you know, that's kind of where you know, he learned to cope. Well, for me, I kind of felt like it, it's like an inverse of that, whereas, like, I didn't, I didn't have a lot of... I don't listen to a lot of different music. Like, even now, I, I play, like, one playlist I might listen to, and I'll listen to the same things on it. And also, like, I don't... I always listen to what I feel like. So it's like, I kind of just took advantage of the fact that I could make my own music to deal with those things like if i'm dealing with something i can kind of make my own space to to cope with my own feelings and it got to the point where i think that's what was so freeing and i think that's where it got to actually become a process that was beneficial to me was when it stopped being about making something that made anyone else happy or making something that helped anyone else you know, it became about making something that was what I needed right then. And then if it could help someone else, that was great. Or if someone else did like it, that was great. But it was a quote I had heard from an artist, the artist Russ, actually, that I'm not a big fan of, but uh, I'm not a big fan of her. But uh, <laughs> not Russ. You like his music? Yeah, I'm not a big fan of his music. Fuck no. But uh, he had said something. He had said that your music is nothing more, nothing less than everything uh, you are at that moment. And I thought that was a super dope quote because it just reminded me that, you know, it's not going to make, it can't make anything better and it can't really take me out of it. But it'll always be a reflection of exactly who and what I was then. Yeah. So if nothing else, there's never, it's never a better model for growth to be able to look at that and... I think that you're a lot more inclined to be honest when it's abstract. So it's like the fact that my music doesn't have to tell any real story lets me tell the whole story. Yeah. You know? Okay. Okay. I like the way you just said that shit. That was beautiful. <laughs> that shit to pop up at the bottom with like all the words you just said. But like in cursive font. The fact that my music doesn't have to tell any real story lets me tell the whole story. The reason why whenever you get happy, it'd be harder for you to write it because, like, when you, whenever you do, like, because I make songs the same way, like, I make songs like, all right, when I feel like this, I want to hear this shit. You know what I mean? But, like, you feel like those ways so many times and you find yourself listening to that shit so much. You know what I'm saying? But, like, when you do feel happy, you want to enjoy that shit. I don't want to spend that time working. I want to spend that time in this moment. That makes a lot of fucking sense. That makes a lot. Because I don't even find myself recording when I'm happy half the time. You're right. I'm doing some other shit that I enjoy. Shit, it's like Adele. When she made music. What is with you in Adele, bro? And I, I've never asked you this, but... 
I feel like I keep hearing. You bring up Adele a lot, Yo, don't you? She really like Adele make What's music it? when she goes through heartbreak. <laughs> Growing up, I went through a lot of that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Adele be talking. Nah, bro. Adele be talking. I'm not hating on Adele, bro. I'm not hating on Adele, bro. But you know, if Adele I love Tori Kelly. Hey, look. Don't look at me like that, bro. I fuck with some Tori Kelly, too. But I'm saying, <laughs> Adele make music for when you sad because she made it about when she was sad. Yeah. No, I'm not a Taylor Swift fan, bro. Don't do that. Don't do that. I'm not a Swiftie, bro. <laughs> the one song she had. Wait, you are you wait you like her? Oh, shit. no, no, like for real. Oh, you wild and bad, bro. The what only you one about? song is the one with about the bleachers. Yeah. Anything else after that? And, and 15 with Harper. The bleachers. Y'all tripping. Wait. She was living across the street from When the she bleachers. was in a short skirt and he was <laughs> in the, or she was on the field or some shit. <laughs> she was in the bleachers. Yeah. She was, yeah. I don't know what song it is. You like, you know, something like that. I don't know what it is. I don't know. You know the name of it. I don't know that, but yeah, you know it. You know what it is. You know the name of it. He just <laughs> you know what that But no, that's like anything, bro. Music also, like in general, is a uh, something I feel like I use to cope. Or oh yeah, hell I'm yeah. I made a fucking whole playlist, and I've said this on here before. Man, I hope it's called Sim, or it's called Sim. And that's what the playlist is called. Like, hell yeah, shit is the hardest shit you might ever have. To have you heard this playlist? Can you vouch for this? Yeah. Is it good? It yeah, goes it's crazy. One of the people that say at the I'm bottom in. that he added it. Yeah, he on that hoe multiple times. <laughs> hey, I got songs in there. Understandably so. But yeah, man, like, music can really, like, get me out of whatever. Or at yeah. the moment, or, like, keep me from flashing out on some shit, or, like, I'm just listening to some music. I don't have to talk to nobody. When you're sad, do you listen to sad music, or do you try to listen to something to counteract it? Honestly, kind of cancel out. Like, I'll throw on this scent playlist and be like, damn, I needed this. <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> And I'll be straight, but you know, or maybe I just need some like some YB or something to get me out of. Right. I think I've been trying to do that more is like avoid ruminating on those things because I I was the type where I would just listen to that type of music all the time and get stuck, man. Yeah. Sometimes it'd be like that, or you know, sometimes it'll be like I don't need no music. No, for sure. Shit. I think that um, as far as like, I think music is one of those things that just keeps developing, you know, it's never going to stop. It's, it's, it's so progressive that, you know, as, as it changes, you know, it's just going to keep getting, it's just going to, I don't even know if I can say it degrades. Oh, what's up, bro? Men's mental health in the workplace. <laughs> fuck. Let's talk about it's that. It's already like. I would just hop right into this shit because I got like, <laughs> I don't know, but it's just like I always felt like a man in the workplace is the craziest shit because you just expected to take shit, you know, even if it's like a job full of men, like it's just hard for me, you know, a lot of people, a lot of men are. Yeah, no, you have to, I think you definitely have to like move different and and maybe for us i bet women feel the same way they're like it's it's especially hard but like i think it's just different different challenges like because i know for me in the workplace most of my challenges are stuff i know like eggshells i have to walk on like yeah. you know maybe you can't say certain things or you can't do certain things or certain stuff might come off Friendliness don't come off the same anymore. So it's like you got to be careful how friendly you are. You got to be careful what you say, how you say it. Right. How you accidentally touch somebody. Like, I think there's just a lot more, like, things for us to be worried about. And I think in a, in a world where it's already so hard for us to stay safe, it's just work's not a very safe place in yeah. most cases. I feel like that shit... Sometimes it's the most aggravating part of my day. Work? Yeah, because it's just like... And I, I'm not necessarily talking about the job I'm at. I don't mm -hmm. want to get fired. <laughs> I just want to throw that out there. But like, even at... I'm not going to name drop, even though I want to name drop them so bad. But it's a job I've had since I've been in Shreveport, for mm -hmm. sure. It's just like... 
you have men at the top that hire people that know more than them. Mm-hmm. And they can't necessarily teach you how to do it because they don't know how to do it. But mm-hmm. they're a man, right? Right. So it's like I still want to assert that I have the upper hand on you even if I can't teach you this. So it's like driving me fucking insane because it's some shit that I'm learning from the other people that aren't my managers, but then I'm teaching my manager this shit. And I just got here. But, you know, like if I oversleep and get there late, it's on my head. But you're only really mad at me because if I don't get there, you don't know how to do it. Right, (laughs) right, right. Dude, like. It's just so aggravating sometimes, for real. It's just like you have to have a nice balance. And I am appreciative of that, appreciative of that. like, because I've had some jobs where it's been like, I know that, you know, I value you. Some places you just, like, want to know that, hey, I'm appreciated here. That's going to make me work harder. And I never understood why there be managers that don't make that, like, number one on their list. They're just... Like, morale? Yes, because I know, like, if I, <clears throat> even if I'm shitty 100% or 90% of the day, if I just know that they know that I appreciate the work they're doing for me, they, they work still. 10 times as hard. Absolutely. Just but I don't understand why that's, like, number one. I think that, and I think from a management standpoint, a lot of people don't really understand the difference between, like, a great manager and a great leader. In the sense that, like, a great great manager and a and a just a great yeah and a great leader. I think that there's a lot of great managers who like understand that there's a job that needs to be done and the way to do it. But like, most people resonate with you know people like them. Yeah. So it's like mm-hmm. the managers that usually have the best morale, in my opinion, or in what I've observed, especially in the space around me, has always been those people who. Either one are from the same place you're from, or two have done the job you've done. So I can definitely see how that could be frustrating because I, in the work I do, like bartending and like food service, I can't imagine someone who never done what I did trying to tell me how to do yeah. what to do. This is not fucking going, bro. Because like, who are you to fucking? I don't care how long I've been here. If you can't tell me how to do it. What are you even here for? Like, exactly. Why are you... Who put you in charge? You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. And at the same time, like, I don't want to work for anybody that has to find somebody else to teach me how to do it. Hell yeah. This, uh, do you think that should be a big defining detail in how long you stay somewhere? Bad management? Because, you know, and I don't know if this is a thing everywhere, but where I have managed, actually in our interview process... One of our biggest like turnoffs, one of the things that'll make us like kind of scoot your, your application to the side the fastest is if you mention that at the last job, you know, you left because of bad management. Because generally they tell us that bad, and I've worked at so many jobs that genuinely had bad management. So it's like that was actually yeah. the reason I left. But for some reason, some jobs see that as like a red flag. Because I think you just don't know how to deal with right. like, authority. But I, I think that there's becoming like this notion or this idea that like the management's not that bad. But like I can't name too many places that had great management that I've worked at. I can name one or two. And when it when somewhere is managed great, you notice. Like you right. can notice. The morale is fucking high. Yeah. No, and that's the that's the term the determinant. If the morale is high, the management's great. That's usually what tells you. Now that doesn't mean the business is ran great. That doesn't mean that the business is successful. It just means that it just means that the business is ran like morale wise. In health mental health wise, the, the the people are being taken care of, in my opinion. Or at least they're satisfied with what they got. That's right? how you get the hardest workers. The hardest workers. If you got the hardest workers Stuff's gonna be done efficiently, you know what I'm saying? Everybody know what their job is, what their role is. Right. If I got a, a manager who is like, man, I know he got my back. I always have his back, so I'm gonna always cover me and I'm gonna make sure y'all cover y'all. Exactly. At the same time. And if things get done efficiently, people are gonna keep coming back. You're, so, yeah. <laughs> I think that's what makes the restaurant I work at so good. It's the same thing. Now, I don't know like how that translates to other, you know, professions. Yeah. But, are you still on radio? Uh, no, I'm in uh, media and marketing. Oh yeah, sounds like you have. Um, um, um. You do you enjoy it? 
Yeah, it's, you know. Marketing makes me sick, bro. Man. It's not for me. Me too sometimes, but I think, I think it's, I enjoy it because it's spontaneous. Like, you never fucking know what the fuck you're going to be doing, who you're going to be doing it for. That is true. I'm enjoying it so far. I mean, it's better than like 30 little kids like yelling at you all day. That's true. Hmm? Actually, it was like 50 something. Yeah, and I'm great at it. I wouldn't say I was a great teacher, but I feel like if I would have kept doing it, I definitely would have been. It's you a learning a process. Teacher? No, I mean, I feel like, yeah, I was a great teacher, but there was a hell of shit I still could have, like, I had to learn. Yeah, but I'm sure it takes a lifetime, man. Like, And I didn't have that for <laughs> I didn't have that for And I feel like it's better that I realized that because, man, a lot of people really get stuck in teaching. Bro. That's because it, it's, it's like, you know... It's, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's stable as fuck. Yeah. You know, so they don't pay teachers enough. But they? They don't pay teachers enough. I want that to be at the bottom in words, too. Like, they don't pay teachers enough. Cause teachers, how can you, though? How can you pay the people who are going to, like, shape your next generation the next enough? Genera- how? How can you pay them? <laughs> like, I'm saying how much is really, I feel like any amount you give them is never enough. True, but it could be better. Definitely could be better. You can, yeah, no, they're not getting half of what they deserve, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. You're teaching all these different minds to be everything. And these everybody kids. Everybody kids. This part right here, we don't get this part right. (laughs) Right, yeah, right. Ain't nobody, ain't no doctors without them. None. (laughs) So, and then you think about it as there's just more teachers. It's just always more teachers. So, yeah, yeah, they, that's crazy. 